Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Shine like the star. Uh, that's <laughs> and, why you came through flexing. Oh, and then we came through flexing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, back to the podcast. With me today, Playboy himself, Black Zeus. Playboy. I never say Playboy. <laughs> I like saying that, just like as if I always call people that. That's Yo, so you funny. left your water far as fuck, huh? Oh, I this nigga's gonna get parched. Wow. In 30, 40 minutes. Yo, you know what's funny? Yeah. Is is. I wouldn't have thought about that, but now that you pointed it out, uh, yeah. I'm gonna get thirsty. <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna be like, Damn. You could grab it now if you want. I you can, I can you might as well shit. grab it right now. Uh, We're starting now. COVID. No, uh... no, nah, nah, take them off just in case, bro. This guy ripped the whole setup up. <laughs> we gotta start from the get go. Took me a month to get this motherfucker to come here, man. This guy is paranoid. Yo, probably longer. You know what I'm saying? This guy lives down the street. I mean, the closest a, comedian I live to. A little paranoid, mostly lazy. You know what I mean? Like I told you earlier, I, I, I really did think you were an hour walk from me. I didn't realize like you a were a seven-minute bike ride. Like, well, yeah, but you also told me a twelve-minute walk. You son of a bitch. Yeah, but it's not a twelve-minute walk. You asked That's it and walk. Thirty-minute walk. No, no, no. It's a twenty-minute walk. I'll meet uh, you in the so middle. Yeah, okay, I'll meet you in the you middle. You know what? That's Google Maps time yeah. I said. Yeah. And, and it's a little uphill. And we're black. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. There so it's like minus five for being Google Maps and then minus five for black. Cheers to that shit. Niggas be living. Fuck, man. How have you been living, man? Movies. All day, bro. Movies. Chappelle show. My girl, she's yeah. never seen Chappelle show. I'm oh, showing her nigga. all Chappelle show. All right, have you made it through the whole thing yet? No. We jump in between Curb Your Enthusiasm and Chappelle show. Yo, did you finish the new season? Of Curb? Yeah. I watched three, four episodes off it. It's great, though. Yo, I really loved it, but for some reason, I just wasn't compelled to, like, finish it. I don't know why. I tried watching episode two over. Yeah. Because I never... Is that the MAGA hat one? Um, I know episode one is where they go to Mocha Joe's. Okay. And then episode two is when he starts thinking about the Spite Store shit. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, might be the MAGA hat thing. I don't remember fully. See, this is how, like, I don't I don't know why, but I love Curb. Yeah. I own oh. every season. Like, I own the box sets. Oh, actually? Bruh. Like, I love oh, Curb. Oh, you're that level. And I, d- I don't know why. I just... It's such a good... Ju- what, how do you... How would you describe Curb versus Seinfeld? Oh, better than everyone. Curb way. takes way more... <laughs> yeah. They take way more risks, especially with racial stuff. Yeah, but you can on HBO. So, I don't, like... You're right. It's a network thing, too. Yeah, so yeah. I... I I try not to go with that. I try to go with like the writing and the jokes. Just I feel like everything that hits. See, Seinfeld was a slow burn for me. I think for a lot of people our Come age, closer to your mic, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I think for a lot of people our age, um, or at least from like my friends and shit that I've talked to, we all we kinda all hated Seinfeld when we were young. Man, but I was you, into it hard. From the from the jump? Yeah. Like how old were you? Eleven. For real? Yeah. Okay, can you... Okay, would you No, say no, that? I'm missing half the jokes. That, but that's something what, about... You, the Kramer's like, whoa, this guy's not racist. For sure he's funny. <laughs> okay, so you actually were drawn to the characters and shit? Yeah, 100%. For me, because I didn't get any of the actual inside, like, adult humor, because I hadn't lived any type of adult life yet. Yeah, I was like, this is you're trash. missing a lot of it. I was like, this is trash. So but I just Simpsons fl- like that. The you will go back what? and watch Simpsons as you get older. There's more and more bits you But that still understand. plays to kids. But too. yeah, so you're still getting that base level. Like, because, yo, I feel like even the kids shows from back in the day, like, look at something like Hey Arnold. Like, that's, The Simpsons is more adult than Hey Arnold, but I think I've gone back and watched, like, Hey Arnold in my older years. 
And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like picking up shit. Recess even. Like, I feel like our shows just were more layered growing up. Yeah. Well, you know what? Even now, you know what does a good job of that? Pixar. If you ever watch a Pixar movie, man, adults and children are laughing. Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3. Of course. Like well, those high-level Pixar. Because we're talking, we're talking TV. Okay, okay. Well, well man, what's it called? Adventure Time or whatever that show's called? That show is fucked, yep. bro. That's even, that's like, that's almost geared toward like stoner young adults yeah that is it's that. like four kids but like all the bits i'm like what the fuck this is like all Super for adults yeah yeah you know that, rem- that show um there was a show called cow and chicken you remember cow and chicken was it on cartoon network i didn't get that uh, shit till late. Teletoon. because in yeah. canada we had Teletoon. i didn't get that till late i just had ytv okay um but like it was a show about a cow and chicken yeah 90, i figured show. i figured that they're brothers yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and their parents are humans which is okay. Nineties. No one's asking questions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there was like, I, I still remember this. Yo, I looked it up on YouTube, and this is a very nineties written scene. <laughs> but there was a fem- all female biker gang that ran through a scene, and they kicked down the door and just started eating the carpet. Yo, what? <laughs> Yo, I, what? If you if you go on YouTube and type in cow and chicken carpet munchers, that's like so that. fucking funny. That's just for the parents to be like, and giggling, that's like literally. You know? Like, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that Disney and stuff would like. I don't know necessarily if it's if it's real because I didn't. I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. Like the penis thing in uh, Little Mermaid. Well, I, I don't know that. What's that? So on the cover, you know how like uh, Disney has a bunch of these like they hide sexual fucking messages. And, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, this weird know, innuendo. Yeah. yeah. Like so on the cover. Anti-Semitic shit of the Little Mermaid. One of the pillars is a dick. And, like, the priest or whatever that's, like, marrying them at the end has, like, a, a hard on. Like, you can see visibly in his pants, like, in the original, like, release. Why would they? Wh- why did why? they animate that? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a board, like, make sure there's a little sexual <laughs> thing in there. Like, the um, future will know. You know, like, why? What is the, what's the gain? Is that just the artist trying to leave a little artifact? The animators trying to just leave a little thing in there? But why that, though? Why that specific? Why is there funny. always sexual stuff? Because it's the the funniest thing. It's the most daring it is thing. You know what I mean? To be honest. Right? Do you know any of them? You know what I... You ever heard of Wizard of Oz? How that one... The one Oompa Loompa hung himself on set? In the and back, it's, yeah. in the, it's, Oompa Loompa's um, Wonka factory. Okay, no. The, the, the little Munchkins, people before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone did hang themselves yeah, on set. Yeah, yeah, like real suicide. Uh, so I that the type of story shit. behind it, but the, yeah, there was like depression or something. Probably, I would imagine. Was, yeah. I mean, yo, I don't know. That whole movie's like got a bunch of weird, dark, twisted shit. Imagine being like, on set for that. It must be so eerie. Like, what the fuck is going on? There's here? a lot of conspiracy. Yo, the uh, sex in um in the Lion King. What uh, sex? No, no, no. Like, Who okay, fucks? so there's a scene where Mufasa like is with Simba or whatever. Someone like it's one of Simba's the Simba's rolling around with Nia or whatever her name is. No, 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 no. Like they're not fucking. Like it. That okay. So this is this is a reach, but. This is one of the theories. As long as you say it's a reach. <laughs> as long as you acknowledge that. Right. Um, Keep an open mind, but listen to this. Like, I've seen the videos, but they're yeah. YouTube videos. So I take that with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Like, uh, So what happened? So in one of the scenes, like, one of the lines is on, like, a rock or whatever. And there's dust all on the fucking rock. Yeah. And they're, like, on all fours. And then they drop to just lay down. Yeah. And the dust kicks up. And as the dust kicks up, it spells sex. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> dude, what? It's that kind of stuff I don't like. What? Why? You know? What's the gain? Like the these weird incel like animators like. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, but that, you know, to be fair though, at least they were just doing that and not fucking driving 
rentals into into people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you you would think back then. Well, why not like try to write like nigger or something like that? You know? <laughs> All right, there's another one. Um, like, why yeah. is it always like sex, pussy hole? <laughs> in like, Aladdin. Yeah. Um, the is that sand nigger somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> when the sand goes up, when that carpet scene, go watch watch that carpet scene again. In the world, sand niggers wear everything. <laughs> they, just slip but what happened in Aladdin, though? Um, so the scene where they sing, uh, I Will Show You the World. Yeah. Where I he, le- he leans world. in to whisper to her, take off your he says that, or that's that's the that's the, 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 the you know, again. I never, I don't remember watching the original cuts of these. I did watch them as a kid. I had the VH, I had some, the VHSs for Aladdin and shit, but I don't have them anymore. I can't go back and be like, look, this is an original VHS. All I've seen is the YouTube ones. Disney, Disney. The, the Little Mermaid one though is is confirmed. That's like, factual. That, one, that that's, is factual. Yeah. I know that one for sure is factual. Disney's fucked like that. They they drove so much of that like low level like. They almost drive the times like sensibilities. Like uh, I was watching a thing. All the Disney villains, pretty much in all the original movies, the villain is always a darker complexion than the protagonist. Mm. Always. Mufasa, Scar, right? Right? Yeah. Like in in uh, Tarzan, oh. the <laughs> one dude is literally a gorilla. So many classics. How racist is that? Lion He's literally Tarzan. a gorilla. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's this. The bad the bad person in Tarzan is the fucking leopard or whatever the fuck okay, it is. I don't remember. But that. look, this was across the board. There was given a lot of examples, and I can only come up with that Scar Mufasa one right now. But trust you me on this. one example? You told me all of them, and yeah. then you had one? Yeah. Wait, let me th- let's think I, about this, I hate though. myself. Um, <laughs> what are some Disney classics? All right, so we had a... Aladdin, Aladdin, Jafar, dark. I don't think Jafar is darker complexion though. I think they were all brown. No, he's a darker brown. Like they had person. white voices. It was Aladdin voiced by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but Aladdin That's, was. I like Aladdin that you said. Was, was what is brown. voicing people always have three names? You know, James Jonathan Earl Jones. Taylor Thomas, James Earl Jones. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, Robin Will Williams. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. I, f- I think I had another one. I don't know, man. This Tarzan. Okay, Beauty and the Beast. The Beast was clearly a black dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> clearly not, a black guy. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And then right? they gave us one movie, Princess right? and the Frog. Princess and the Frog has the best Disney villain. Like, well, what was that villain? Uh, yeah, it was like a. I don't know. I, I watched it with my sister when she was much younger. I don't remember it exactly, but I remember like the villain being really well written. But of course, it was a nigga. So they're yeah. like, yo, we'll make this the best nigga. This is you know be I mean? the like nigga. we actually get to use yeah. a nigga this time, and you know they're not dropping nasal. Did they say it? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's a, that's a, princess yeah. movie. Yeah, it was when the sand Nigger! blew up. <laughs> you got to look at the wind when it blows. To be honest, though, nothing about that is surprising to me. Oh, Pocahontas I mean, was the opposite. The the evil white person guy. was the white guy. But I mean, you can't. That's, but that's just that's history. history. That's history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, <laughs> what's it called? They could have fucked it Move up. Move on, though. Well, the Hun was dark, bro. The Huns were a little darker. <laughs> They were like jungle Asians, you know, Mongolians. The Mongols, Genghis Khan, and all those things. Bro, no, apparently Mulan like one was one of my Asians favorite ones. Is related to Genghis Khan. He fucked everybody. He, he like fucked a, everybody. He had like a thousand kids, like a thousand years ago. Do the math <laughs> yeah, on that shit. Isn't that wild, bro? That's I was. I read the. There's a. I don't know Dan if that's, that's actually right. I know there is a stats something like that. One in something Asians. It has lineage to Genghis Khan's blood. That's how they used to do it back in the day, man. I watched this whole, like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's about the rise of the Khans or something. I don't, I don't, I, that may even be a Star Trek movie. I'm not even sure. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a Star Trek sequel. But, like, it's a six-hour special about the um, 
the Mongols and Genghis Khan and all that shit. Yeah. And that's they would just, bro, they would just kill. They would take a town, kill all the men and children, rape the women, and then, like, kill them. Yeah. And just, like, bro, they used to kill, like, they used to do accounting on, like, they'll, like, go destroy that. They'll tell a general, go destroy that town. Yeah. And just to make sure that they got the right, they would cut ears off. Holy shit. And they would have wagons, horse-drawn, multiple wagons that with bags full of just ears to count for the people that they killed. Just the ears they would cut. How next so level? So one ear shit? per person? I don't know, because you know, like that's this, wild. The, the bro. lazy killers are doing two ears. <laughs> wow, you know what I mean? That's like, wild. Yeah, man, they were killing like crazy. And they were raping like crazy back then. You just, if you're a woman, they were all trying to like kill themselves whenever the city's getting sieged or some shit, because it's not going to be a good ending for them. You know? Jesus. Yeah, you man. Get there that's from Disney. What? Oh, Genghis Khan. The Mulan, bro. Yeah, Mulan. <laughs> Yo, to be honest, though, that was none my of that, favorite one. None of that racist shit is surprising to me because, I mean, if you look at the history of Disney, it goes back to what you said. They kind of just like are a reflection of the times. In, oh, in animation form, like in animated form, like the Hitler, like the Hitler uh, cartoons and shit. Was that Disney or was that um... Disney was known for being anti-Semitic to the max for sure? Yeah, that was just like known. But um, there was like racist like Bugs Bunny cartoons and shit too. The, the, they sprinkle like the old men's, the old white men's like who are the the head of like the corporations. Yeah. They sprinkle their bigotry into the narratives of like the children's cartoons. You know, so like they almost set up the next generation of like. Yo, to be hate. fair though, that is how that shit works. Yeah, they're not gonna be that like. That's exactly how that shit works. I mean. So yeah, so like they're gonna write a story and be like, and the man who saves everyone and and. And triumphs over the evil white person is a black man. It's like no, make it a fucking white dude is the one who's triumphing. You like know? I th that's the whole thing behind representation. There's like that's the major thing is that there aren't people of many walks of life in these writers' rooms and in these places to actually form these narratives. So these narratives have been historically written by white people who have lived like white lives, white lives of of variation. But I mean, if you're getting to the point where you're in like. A writer's room and you're writing like you know uh, like the simpsons like yeah, those are all, all harvard white. those yeah. are all like harvard dudes you know what i mean every once in a while you get a conan o'brien who's actually kind of in touch with with Popular the everyman media, like you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. but for the most part like those niggas were all writing like mathematical jokes and shit like i mean that's that's to the nerdiest degree but there's other people who i'm sure have much more negative viewpoints that are in these positions you're right, but also able to form narratives that in that influence people. That's a slippery slope too, because like I remember, I would, you know that you probably Ooh, watched you that, that YouTube. Clip, by the way, that's a really good clip. Which clip? Whatever I just said. Yeah, that was some smart. Shit. Oh, hundred percent. That's high level. <laughs> that's high level as fuck. <laughs> and this this part's gonna be in it too. That was high level, bro. Relax, <laughs> Zeus. Follow that shit, yo. Still. <laughs> I like how we could be like actually in a real conversation and then just, just, just dip out of it just with just down. fucking like. Degeneracy. That's been our thing for like day one. Where the fuck does that come from? I, I don't know. I you know no. It comes from Boondocks. That's where it comes from. What oh, me. Yeah. That's where it comes from. We've been doing that. What's I'm back, nigga. Yo, we're talking about the writers' room. It's one thing to be like, yo, they're all white, so. Uh, it's not going to be representative and it won't be but it's also another thing to be like yo we're going to cast the writers room we want three women 
three white men, Ooh, two true. black men. That that product is skeptical. I don't know about that. That's product. also true. You got to do it by merit. You know, if it's all white dudes that get into that room, so be it. But I think they're not sampling a wide enough spectrum of people. Like it's not gonna be all white dudes. That's but you that's can't be like issue. yo. It's we not need- so much the people that yeah. is the. Because, I mean, the, the spot is the spot. Like, obviously, if there's an open spot, if you're more capable of getting that spot or more opportune to getting it, like, more power to you. I, I can't knock that. It's more the system. It's that's like actually, everything that's else. It's like a network, set, yeah. yeah. It's like the whole structure that's set up in place. You're, you, it's what you said. Like, there's not a wide enough net cast. Imagine me, you, uh, Conrad, uh, picture a couple other black comics. We're writing. Right, we're in a writer's room. We're writing something, and we they need to add another writer. Now, the two candidates are a dude just like us of African descent, roughly our age, or some Harvard white dude. We're probably gonna be leaning towards that dude who's just like us, right? Just because when it comes down to being in that room, you everyone is a little tribal by instinct. You know what I mean? You kind of want to be around your own. I mean, I'm not saying like. It's a racist thing. I don't. No, no, no. I'm I not saying they're less of a person or hate on them or anything. But I know what you're saying. Reverse that for the white. If it's like a smart young black dude who's super funny and hey, like my you, nigga, white dudes just figured it out. Yeah, like, I mean they, they've they figured been the game out and then they just shot everybody out. I can't. I can't knock the hustle. You know what I'm saying? But I am trying to break in. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> yo, what do you? Okay, yo, yo, yo. Wait a second. Wait a second. What the fuck do you think our industry is gonna be like after this shit? Because let me tell you the first. Thing that That's goes a scary on question, the, on the budget, on people's budget. When you don't, when you no longer have like um, expendable income, is the entertainment dollar? Is the is the extra little shit? Because now you're worried about like having food on your table, like like the mentality is slowly shifting. I feel like people are like, I don't know, man. I'm sure you stood in the lines at the grocery stores, which you've never done before. Yeah, it's, it's first a weird world feeling. shit. Yeah. It, I, like, I'm still very grateful that I have a grocery store. To We're still stand getting in. in. There's still food. Yeah, you know exactly. What I'm saying? There's so still a lot of shit. So you're I'm not, not in line for that long. Uh, 30 minutes the other day. But still. Like, which is not that long. You can I'm get just, a like, week's worth of food for 30 minutes of waiting. That's and honestly, of, yeah. I was very appreciative because that time they were finally, like my local grocery store, finally started actually enforcing the so many people in the store at one time yeah and so when i got in there it was nice and like it wasn't even that you know there was no lineups it was dead you know there was like i think 30 people they allowed in the whole grocery store and it's like a warehouse yeah and you're gonna be in line at that checkout normally anyway so it's like i'll do the line outside first exactly for real though for real you kind of are just taking the line up front yeah and uh it's a much it's a much better experience you know who's making a real killing in all of this bro is that those people making those Remember, remember the social distance stickers that they were putting on the oh, ground. Those shit. whoever's making those stickers, yeah, is but that's like, yeah, but that's like only so temporary. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they've been bought, bro. <laughs> they've <laughs> you been know, bought. You can't return them. You can't take a sticker off the ground and be like, "Thanks, we rented these." Here's one. Here's one thing that's kind of conspiracy-ish that I am fixated on, because anytime a th- something like this happens, I mean, we lived through 9/11. You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna get into the like, yo, 9/11, da da da, inside job type shit. I'm not even gonna get into that. Yeah, but 9/11 so, is an event that actually occurred. Jet and fuel what can't happened, burn steel beams. This nigga. And <laughs> can't melt. Facts. Uh, you're, you're, job. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Um. All like the side of this that I am gonna like go into is the fact that a very real event did occur and a much smaller scale because this is now affecting the, the world over. And I'm not like it is a major event that people are becoming like fearful in. These are times where people are becoming fearful, fearful, 
And these are times where like politicians or people that, you know, don't necessarily have our best interests in mind find and seize this opportunity to look at what the Liberal Party did just in Canada. Bro, like this, we're not immune to it just because we're Canada. They, as they were passing this emergency uh, care benefit act or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the emergency yeah. benefit relief. The thing. Liberal Party tried to sneak in a fucking, uh, like a mandate that said that they could change taxation laws without calling uh, like uh parliament into session so, they, so could, they could just do it at a whim and obviously they gave like their nice fluffed up reason for yeah, doing it but yeah. all the other parties like literally every every leader from the other parties came out and was i can't believe i'm talking politics right now no this no, no i don't no, 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 know I, this. I don't follow politics at all so bro, I the fact that i have started to actually not necessarily that i'm engaged as much but i am definitely more way more informed you know bro like, properly informed you it's, you are literally, you are undergoing the transformation. And I see this as a friend. You are becoming a knowledge nigga. Soon you're going to have circular glasses talking about all the evils of the white. You never even but knew. But we've known about all this yeah. shit. Noah's Ark was a black. Noah was a black man. I mean, go back to that 9-11 <laughs> thing, bro. Like that happened. And somehow all these countries ended up in Iraq. Yeah, it's like like for oil. Yeah, for, they just take advantage of it. It's bingo. not connected in the sense that. And that is when the NSA was formed. That is when all those fucking rights got stripped, and it became legal the monitoring, for the surveillance, state, surveillance all that type of yeah. shit. That is literally the the genesis of that shit. They're saying that one of the main uh, conspiracies going around. They're saying as a result of all this COVID pandemic stuff, which I, I heard from a couple people. The government is going to move on this opportunity to be like, everyone put chips in you, chips that monitor what They're you have sickness-wise. The yeah, and then it's yeah. like, we won't let you into this building if you don't have the chip the chip that confirms that you're in this state of health. You know what yeah. I mean? That would be the government that's the taking That's the next. Yeah, yeah. And, and I did contagion. watch Contagion, so it's very similar. Yeah, um, I think I may have just mixed see, it all up, so to be honest. Th again, we could talk conspiracies <laughs> all day, my nigga. That is what's called predictive programming, where these things are written, produced, and like given to the masses so that you take in the idea and it's normalized to you. So that if shit actually goes down, your brain has already been exposed. These are like CIA tactics. Like, man, I've done. I've, I've, yeah, you've gone over deep, my bro. years, my nigga. Yeah. Like, I have books. Yeah, like, I, I have can, actual bro. books on. I am turning into knowledge. Nigga. Yeah, Fuck. you are, man. This nigga's got incense. Yo, I'm 30 He's now. Learning. This yeah. isn't high school anymore. Yeah. I'm not talking about the Anunnaki lizard people in the <laughs> When you start learning Swahili at 30, that's, <laughs> not, that's not a good sign. This nigga, He's good. Let me talk to you about Kemet, my brother. <laughs> Yeah, right. The northern east region of Africa. Yeah. From from the Nile River all the way down to South Africa. No. Bush did that shit. <laughs> but um yeah, man, I don't know. I see this shit playing out. It feels like what happened during 9-11 times could very easily happen again. And we're seeing In like, a different kind of way. In yeah. a different kind of way. We're talking Bro, like and this shit isn't conspiracy. There is a fucking state of address by George Bush Sr. where he talks about like that that New World Order shit that conspiracy theorists are always talking about. This nigga like said it on national television. He's like, a New World Order is coming and it will come. Yeah, like, it's like but some like, of the, I don't know who yeah. knows how they, in, those words, New exactly. World Order, they trigger people like, oh shit, Illuminati, Illuminati. Yeah, they but it's just like run. that his speechwriter probably shouldn't have written New World Order because people cling to, oh, New World Order. It's like, these people have people that write their speeches for them. Like, we think, like, politicians are so smart. It's just a system of, like, it's almost like it's old people Hollywood. You know what I mean? It's like old white people's Hollywood is politics. This is some we'll good-ass water, bro. Yeah, it's high level. 
Yeah, and you killed that shit quick too. It's delicious. I quick. Like, what do you mean? I feel like I paced myself. I don't need it for the whole episode. <laughs> oh shit! This guy, he's like, I get, I, I, get, I, I punch my thirst one early. Last gulp. Yeah, that's my boy right there. That's when you. <laughs> that's when you make a real big point. By the way, that's the point. That, that's I stir around a little bit. Yeah, stir around a little bit like it's brandy. Yeah. And that's why I'm running for mayor. Ah <laughs> oh, shit! But yeah, Gosh. so what do you think the state of comedy is going to be like after all this? It's, it's going to be weird, man, because it's like. Let's let's assume that Italy is one, two to three weeks ahead of us. Italy's starting to see a decrease in new cases. So they've plateaued. The acceleration has plateaued and it's dropping now. So they have less new cases every day. And they're three weeks ahead of us, let's say. Let's say we follow that trajectory kind of thing because we've been cutting everything off. So in a month, cases are dropping. They're dwindling down. So give it another month and things are back to normal in the sense that people are, are back in the office and stuff like that. I actually and don't th think a lot of people are going to go back to offices. You think this is going to stir like a whole new work from home? Uh, Yo, because I mean, think of how many companies, you know how expensive real estate is? Like, Oh, bro, I used to work in San Francisco, man. No one, so many people wouldn't have offices. We would just meet twice a week in a coffee shop and just touch base. Because that shit's so expensive. It's mad. So uh, out here, I feel like a lot it's of a crazy companies expense, probably yeah. just like, hey, it's like, hey, we actually tweaked our business to... Well, they're continued paying their office space because it's on a lease basis. So they True. lost that money either way. Ooh. But a lot of people may be like, hey, we got just as much done uh, working remotely. Yeah. What's the urge of us being 40 hours in your little building, right? And a lot of Deloitte, a lot of these big, uh, a lot of these big accounting firms, they don't even have like dedicated spaces. They have like, you rent a space. You know what I mean? Like, like Google's the same type of way. Like you show up and you rent a fucking bench or some shit like you that. You rent a bench? Like, yeah, you don't pay for it, but you're like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like I book bench 4C or something to work. I'll be in the office day or whatever. Cause you jump from office to office, but you're right, man. It's going to change that completely. What I'm thinking about for comedy though is after everything goes back to normal in the sense of work, Give it another month before people are kind of like cool with the idea of congregating. Movies. For movies I see hitting back ASAP. What? Because just people, movies are just so how do you such see a that part but not comedy. Because comedy is not so infused with society Into like movies. Like movies, theaters, bro? Bro, I guarantee you certain, years, bro, certain clubs in the city that have like their patronage and shit that are all packed. Like, okay, top clubs day -to -day. on Friday, Saturdays, that would They're be the same. Shows. Them and movies are going to start getting populated first. I'm talking about like my bar show yeah. or X Comics bar show, right? I'm not talking about the top clubs on the hot nights. I think there's going to be that first group of people that are so itching to get out. The hipsters That they shit, do everything. Right? That yeah. they just say, fuck it. They said we can go back out. And they just kind of risk it all. And then eventually, like, slow waves of people. If we start to see that numbers go up again or or whatever, people are going to... That second wave of people are going to stay. I like hope in, that doesn't happen. Like, there's a, happen. there's a huge resurgence of COVID because everyone hits the streets again. Well, they're again. saying social distancing will be around for... For a minute, yeah. I'm thinking while, they're going like to start... a couple of years. They're going to start giving... Loitering tickets are going to be crazy big after this, bro. You get caught for fucking and just loitering Someone around Someone was throwing a party, I think, in, in, in Toronto or Brampton. Oh, like they charge them like a hundred Like a hundred G's, G's yeah. Or something like that. No, 20 G's. I think it was like 20 G's. I was thinking about that, man. Imagine actually going, imagine dodging on and going to prison for not social distancing and just being <laughs> in prison and be like, <laughs> you know, I was, they told me to stay two feet, two meters away. I was, though, man. I was a foot away. not the place to be right now. They're, 
from what I understood, they were letting some people out, like in England and for shit. minor crimes and shit. Yeah, in a lot of places, even in the states. There's a there's a funny meme that was going around. It was not really a meme. It's a girl literally on the news getting released from jail. She's like, she looks like she's early twenties, and she's running. And people are laughing because it's like, yo, nigga, they said I could go. Don't go. Don't look, don't look back. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah right? one of those. But she was like booking it. Like a running slave. She was running from the... It was white <laughs> like, girl too. So it was like oh, yeah? poetic justice. You know oh, what I mean? shit. That's beautiful. Yeah, somebody tell um, Spike Lee to fucking make a movie about that. Yeah, there's going to be a scene in it where it's like, hey, you black monkey this. You know? Spike Lee has that scene Yo, in I every movie. I haven't watched a Spike Lee movie during all this. I should probably do that. Oh, I just watched Inside Man the other day, bro. It was great. Inside yeah, Man. You know what's funny? The That's the one hour. I have been wanting to watch again. I love that movie. Oh, man, it's all kills movie. that fucking such movie. A good movie. Clive Owen's great in it. Such the a PSP kind of pisses me off. The, the PSP? The PlayStation. Oh, the kid? Yeah. Was, like, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but like like how that works into the, to the movie. Is, like as far as the ad placement for it? Not even the ad placement. Just like, I don't know. I, like it was, it was just awkward. You know what I like? I've, I watched. Never mind. Sorry, I'm thinking of a different movie with a, with a PSP. I'm yeah. thinking of Snakes on a Plane. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I don't even remember. Movie, what there happened? was there was a there was a kid on the plane with a PlayStation, and he was playing a flight game, and then the plane is going down, and he ends up like controlling because, the because plane. of that game. I don't know either him or Samuel L. Jackson like p- played the game and was able to land the plane. Yeah, like that f- lines up, bro. That lines up with the level of movie that Snakes on a Plane was. <laughs> that, that I don't even remember how that shit went. I just remember watching it and be like, "What a waste." I remember that line, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that movie was nothing. Yeah, it was literally, that line. it was. N- <laughs> it was yeah. that line. It was like Bart. You know what I mean? I didn't do it. <laughs> Yo, but The Simpsons has way more staying power. I just, I'm, I've been but, watching hell of Simpsons lately. Like between seasons one eleven, yeah, I've been going through it. I'm in the. I've been doing that my whole life, but same. I I do periods where I refresh. I did earlier last summer. I was going hard every night before I slept. I'd like watch a season six, season four episode. So right now I'm in the chill off of it, go on Curb and Chappelle, and then in a year we'll go. I've actually been revisit. off of it for about six six to eight months. Like this is something like a year. I haven't really because you go so hard, man. It you have to let the it show breathe. has such lasting power. Oh, it's incredible. That every time you go back to it, you're picking up something different. It's like Tupac's music, by the way, too. Tupac's like music has a lot of lasting power because it's all just general society issues. It's never like momentary topical changed. issues. Yeah, nothing's changed. You know nothing's what I mean? Nothing's changed. So I'll hear like a lyric every now and then that I never really picked up on before. I'm like, fuck, man, that's that's real as shit. You a big you Pac know? fan? Big who? Big Pac. Oh, man, I grew up on that. I pretty much learned English from that. That's a top five for me. Yeah, I mean, all eyes on me, bro, and me against the world. I bump Oof. those almost on a daily. You know, I do that with albums too. You know, we're saying we we let uh, shows breathe. Yeah, I do the same thing with albums because you, sometimes you almost wreck an album, right? You got it on repeat so much. I, I definitely know myself in it because music is. I, I feel like you're the same. Music is just such a big part of our, our lives. Yeah, man, like huge. Uh, Might be one of the biggest parts I of had my two life. For real. Different things playing in the house. Before. <laughs> I had Thriller playing in the living room vibe. and Fella Cootie in my bedroom. Like you're always playing Fella Cootie. Oh, bro, bro, that's and a, I can't be mad because be that's mad. that's the transition of a woke nigga. You, you start with Fella. The government is fucking. That's the best. But like Mob Deep's the infamous. You were I'll playing Rock Cocaine Flow earlier yeah. by De La. That that was on a mix. And that that's bro, that is a that is a fucking track. Bro. Are you a big De La Soul fan? Bro. And that track specifically, that's my favorite De La track. So mm-hmm. when I walked in and I heard that immediately, like, you're you, like heard okay. me, you heard me catch that. I'm like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. 
It was it was a good it was a good moment, man. Music means a lot to me, bro. So I I definitely know myself enough that every time I hear a new song, like I can like it and I'll outplay it, but I know I really like it if it comes back into rotation again. Cause I'll play the fuck out of a song at the beginning. Of course. But not a lot of new music just gives me that that like, initial initial, joy. but yeah. never comes back. Yeah, 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 Very 100%. few artists actually have that lasting power. Kendrick does. Because I have yo, I'll, yeah. yo, little baby. Yo, the baby. You mean the baby? Both or, or little baby? Both yeah. are actually. Really, I'm a big fan of the baby. I don't I'm a big fan of both, but yeah. I actually think little baby. Well, why do you like the baby more? The baby's got a, a, a very fresh style. He's prolific as fuck. He's hungry like Gucci Man at the beginning. I really think he's not gonna come and go. I really think he's here for ten years. He's on. He's the hottest uh, rapper right now. He's featuring on everything, right? That's like the trajectory. You get hot and suddenly you're See, featuring on both. everything. They're both kind of on a similar trajectory. Well, the Lil baby's baby came more in a like before. The baby has his own own flow. I'll say, little baby and is he more switches. like the other dudes. Yeah, the baby's definitely more unique yeah. and on his own. And lyrically, the, I think they're both fucking dope as fuck. I think little baby's more grimy. The definitely. baby's more like money hoes than little baby. Yo, but actually, he has some. Like if you, yeah, just give, my, just give my mama. A see, this is what I love about music is yeah. that especially in this new day and age. See, I. Like, I tend to like the newer music less, but I do like it still. But I just think there's less substance. For me, like, music is such a big part of me, bro, that I, I kind of go way deeper to into the track than, than most. I or, or audio files do, too. Like, I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, like, people who really are invested in music, it kind of is more than just the music. Like, I can enjoy and appreciate. I love Young Thug. And actually, his lyric, he's Young Thug is like an artist. Yeah. He's not like almost, he's an artist first, then a rapper, I think. But he doesn't have like, I have a bunch of his albums on my phone, but I have to be in like a Young Thug mood. There's like certain niggas where I don't even need to be in a mood or certain artists where I'm just like, drop that shit. Yeah, 100%, man. Like Biggie Smalls, Tupac, those original guys, uh, Tribe Called Quest, Nas. Yo, but that era is different in general. But oh, you're talking about recent then, stuff. It was all about substance, period. Yeah. Like, you couldn't be whack and make it. Yeah. I, but now, I mean, with auto-tune and everything, like, everybody sounds the same. You, know? you just have to have Which, a good promotion scheme online. I'm not, And I'm really, really not one of them niggas that's like, yo, fuck this new style of music. I've actually learned to really appreciate and like this new style. But let's be fucking serious. Auto-tune has made it so that everybody, like, you find your pitch in auto-tune... And you and stay you, in that and lane. You stay in that lane. Yeah. But that's why when niggas like the baby come around, when niggas like yo, little baby, ha- his his he was lyrically shit when he first started. He was one of the mumble fucking. But I've literally yo I, through his releases to where he is now. He just released a twenty track album, bro. Literally, be, like, and I I don't say this lightly. The majority of those songs are all well written, composed, like lyrically on point he's actually same with the baby like they're telling a story that's the more old style of hip-hop where like albums came out and it was a story like beginning to end yeah like like good kid mad city hell yeah yeah like i i love that shit and that always has more staying power with me personally dude with everybody man it's like like let's say for example you know uh hercules by young thug Mm -hmm. that track or why clef john by young thug that's a dope track they're sick. You hop in and out of them, but I can't tell you one verse on there. Same. I mean, and if it comes on, I may even be able to say every verse as he goes. But as soon as it's off, I don't know what the fuck was said, right? Yeah. But there's other people that there's a line that just like, whoa, you know, like. That's it. My water's gone. Like Mad City. 
You want some more? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like Mad City on Good Kid, Mad City, you know? It goes, uh, I was inspired by all my friends to stage a robbery the third Saturday I clocked in. I fucking love that line, bro. That's so sick, dude. That's such a Compton teenage moment. The third Saturday I clocked in. I like that shit because it's like, it's sick because he got the job. And then he told them about the job, and then all these niggas are scheming. Yo, let's really around that. The third Saturday, literally like two weeks of shifts. I love that, man. Like that line, Tupac, me against the world. You know what I mean? Or bro, I used to I used to work at Best Buy, and I used to take my mom's van to work. And I would sometimes one time I remember, uh, I would just come in and I'd just be repeating Tupac line. I'd be in the camera section selling cameras yeah i remember one time i came in i just clocked in i go to my thing i grab my clipboard because you know best buy they used to carry clipboards like how can i help you today yeah and i was listening to Yo, can I, what was on that clipboard oh it's like all this bullshit like all right okay we got your uh we got your info it's like take notes so the customer thinks you're involved like yeah, it's so a there bunch was of actually bullshit. nothing on the clipboard. Nah, okay nah, it's all bullshit but uh, the line, I still remember, I'd be like, drive-bys and niggas die, murder without a motive while making motherfuckers cry, right? And uh, and literally, and there was a customer man who just looked up like, <gasps> he was so concerned. I said it way too loud, right? And I'm literally like 10 minutes later, I have to be like, hey, can I help you? <laughs> Dude, I love Tupac, man. Just And I was raised so religious. So Tupac, I never felt guilt listening to Tupac because Tupac would always be like, Lord knows, feel me. You know what I mean? <laughs> God, please save a spot for me in heaven. Yo, you know what I mean? Honestly, He's man. He's so f- fearing of God. I was just like, yeah, you know? Pac like, was that for, yo, I have like five pillars so far in my life. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, I do that because it's like a top five. I'm sure there are like, as I continue to age, hopefully I get older, you know? I'm sure there will be other artists that kind of impact me the same way, but... My top five is comprised of the people that have made most impact in my life musically. And Pac is like the first of those pillars. Like when I was youngest, that was when I first started cluing into actual like, j- like the looking further into the music. You know what I mean? Looking yeah. into the artist, looking at like the process. I mean, his career was so contrasted by all the negative all the shit. media yeah yeah so it pretty much he got pinned to have this whole stupid beef which wasn't really real but i came to canada in 97 Pac died in 96 i grew up in government housing what do you think was playing in all government housing in 97 98 99 tupac across the board tupac so literally i was like learning english from that shit and like that's why i be, like i to be honest with you, all of my definition of what blackness is, because you know when you come to this country as like an African, you have an African identity. Like in Sudan, I'm not black. I'm just a Sudani guy, right? You don't, <laughs> you're just and a then guy. You, you're just a guy. Yeah. Like if a white dude came to Sudan, he is a he's white the, guy, yeah, period. Yeah. You are white. It's reverse over here. I come here, suddenly I'm black, and my definition of all that, all of it was coming from Tupac music. Literally, and I was so confusing, right? Because, yo, it was so confusing. I, I still remember in 15, I had a buddy named Aki, right? Yeah. This, uh, Aki was uh, Eritrean, okay? He was like, he hung out with all the white kids. He was the best skater in school, like jumping over all the stairs, doing kickflips. He was like a beast, you know what I mean? But I remember I used to just judge him. Because he wore high shorts and long he socks. Was a skater. And he, was, he was a skater. And one, I swear to God, 15, I was like, I one day I told him, I'm like, you're not even black. Okay? Because uh, I'm confused and yeah, stupid. But, yo, trust and me, I don't even trust get me, it. I know. You yeah, know what I mean? Me, I know. And he goes to me, he goes <clears throat> to me, he goes, I can, uh, he goes, 
I'm faster than you. I'll beat you in any sport. And I make music. If I'm not black, what are you? And it fucked up my mind, bro. I had no answer. Just, he he knew, man. He yeah, tapped in. Or like exactly. Everybody. I was like, I gotta get the third period. You know? <laughs> okay, to I go back to that up. conspiracy shit, you see how that is like that is society around us. That is where you. That is the society that you moved into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like you gotta make your mark. What is you gotta be? You gotta almost create your identity relative to what they want, what they define. And that is what in. is pushed. That yep. is what's. Like shown in mainstream, that is like the the lack of representation, all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like depending on what type but of that black... nigga, it probably had the like the proper. See, I bet he just lived freely. He did what he wanted to do. And was I'm he an the... immigrant or was he like? He was born here. He was born here. Yes. But like his parents. Oh, well, he's but his dad is like you said he's real Eritrean. Like his dad probably yeah. Then they definitely came with his pregnant so, mom. So, so, so you know what I mean? Through his circumstance, he got to that sooner. I I didn't get to that. How old? How uh, fifteen. Oh, okay. He was, was 16. He was one year older than me. Yeah, see, like, I was, st- man, I was with everybody. I was too, but I really thought Tupac, I really thought Gangster Black was the high, I really thought Tupac was the, the North Star of blackness. I thought being, like, fighting the system in your everyday work, that is what it means to be a black man. You know what's funny? is That's um, how indoctrinated I was into I got from high school struggle. from white people. I was surrounded that, by white I, people. No, 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 yeah. no, because I was, yo, I was with my niggas, and then I was, like, I was with everybody. Yeah. But there was, like, I had, like, a locker in every hallway, you know what I mean? Like, to kind of- I know exactly it, what you mean. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, this is the immigrant section, All right? comedians are like that, bro. It's, we flew, we went between all the bingo, groups because the humor is, yeah. like, the connecting bridge it's to It's universal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I got from white people, mostly, that I wasn't black. They're like, you're not black. It's because I wasn't acting like a thug. White people have the image that you had, that that all black people are Tupac or like thugs or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, to be black, you got to be To like, be black, you got to carry yourself a certain way. And I was not a thug, you know what I mean? But I, I, like, I hung out with some pretty thuggish niggas, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't that. But I also... <clears throat> oh, shit. I got it, don't I? No, you're good, bro. Um, I also... Was it, it sounded wet. Keep going. <laughs> Yo, that's actually what I say every time. <laughs> yeah. If I cough, I'm like, that was a wet cough. <laughs> um, I... I I lost my point. The point is that, like, I we're saying how the white people around you could define to you what it means to be black. And, like, I grew up next to Somalians. Yeah. And I hung out. I was in a weird thing where all the people in my neighborhood that were Somalians and, like, it was, like, Somalians, refugees, and white trash. For the most part, all my friends from my neighborhood were always one class below me or one class above me. If I was in seventh grade, all the kids I knew were in eighth grade and sixth grade. So I was always in this weird thing where I was all, at school, I was with white people pretty much. Uh, and in the neighborhoods, I was back with the refugees and the immigrants. Uh-huh. So I was always more white than everybody else. So I always got that. The Somalians would be like, oh, you're so white. And like the whites would be like you're not even black <laughs> you know so it's yeah, like that's a mind fuck it, it is a mind fuck and i'm like what i got these tupac fucking lyrics memorized like what else do i need to do you know yeah but you know uh, and this is like this stems from just whatever the fuck is per, like being pushed in society is what's kind of forming these beliefs or these ideologies and shit but like if you were jamaican like it was, the african effect you also got to you got to not forget that the african addition to all to the blackness Especially out here, because if like if you're a Caribbean or whatever, white people tend to view that as black out here too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like if you're Jamaican, no one's saying that to a Jamaican. That you're not. No white person has the confidence to say nigga around a Jamaican. A Jamaican. Yeah, because it counts. It's all the way through. It's black, black. 
but like when they when they were like yo you're you're not black when they see you as that then they feel like what how many white people drop nigga around you oh bro you know who it wouldn't be it would be white but it would also be arabs because like i remember my older my friend's older brother's friends would be around sometimes and they would you need some white people some older white people will drop it and they're like whatever but the arabs would do the same thing they'll say abid which means slave oh was shit. like this fucking abid i remember one time we we're hanging out smoking hookah and my buddy's older buddy my my good friend's older brother's buddy yeah he literally we're in like a circle smoking hookah 10 people and he goes so anyways this fucking abid or something and then he turns back to me and i'm like six years younger eight years younger He's like, no offense. And then he keeps telling his fucking story. And I'm just there like, what the fuck? What a prick. I'm a child compared to you. Like, how, what the fuck are you? How do you get off saying some shit like that? Is Even that, till this day, it's one of those moments where like I Arab wish. Is that culture, though? Is no, it, that's, I don't want to say it's like, but there is a little racism there between little, like Arabs and, and Sudanese. Oh, just Sudanese the, the black and, and, Mus, and dark Masris, like dark Egyptians. Yo, is there like, like um, black Arabs and, and lighter <clears throat> Arabs? Is there There's a always between that. African Arabs and like the rest? <laughs> yeah, because African Arabs are like the Egyptians. Because but Egyptians have such a complexion range. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can have some super light. I feel like it really just comes down to the complexion. To be honest with mm. you, because there's so much. To, even in Sudan, man, there's racism towards the South Sudan because they're darker. There's shadism everywhere. You know, colorism. Colorism, whatever yeah. you want to no, call it. Yeah. It's, it's, that shit yeah. happens everywhere. And that of shit course. happens within the Arab community between like, let's say like within the spectrum of Arabs. Like if you go to, for example, if you go to the Gulf, right? Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, Qatar, Saudi, and you go there as an engineer, the highest level, and it's all passport based there. If you come in and you're, you have an, you're English, you have an, uh, a passport from England, yeah. you're the highest tier, all right? England, Switzerland, Germany, these are the highest tier. And then the Arabs below that are the highest tier, like the Lebanese, okay? So and they then actually it's literally based on like- It's tiered, it's tiered. Culturally, so what culture is best known for this thing? And then we give them preference? Yes, you will get preference and-, and Based on your turn, cultural history and like- Based Swiss on what your passport German is. engineering is yes. obviously like the best in the world. Not even that, just based on what your passport is. Like, oh, he's English, he's higher level. They're an English consultant group. They're the highest level. They're Lebanese. And then I'll be like, okay, they're uh, whatever it is after that. And then in the lower levels will be like Sudani. Somalian, Ethiopian, you know, the East Africa, like the darker. You know what I mean? Because it's just oh, shadism shit. at the end of the day, yeah. Bro, I had fucking... Uh, Yo, I thoroughly believe, and this is something that we shouldn't put white people onto, but I thoroughly believe. And this is just like... For all the white people, through life, closely. Yeah, through life experience from what I've just witnessed. Nobody hates... Um, a culture more than their own culture. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a thing about that. Everybody, like, nothing is excusable unless it's white on white hate. Bingo. White on white hate, we all accept. <laughs> but if if you say if you come in on stage and say, "Man, I'm not even black," and you start hating on black culture, you get booed. You know. Yeah, and we're Phoenician, African too, so we get like the tribalism. Like we get a little each bit. Each country has like its own regions its own little thing. Language like infighting, bro. Ethiopia is terrible for that. That's the whole reason why Eritrea exists. It's because it's seceded. At one point, all the all the regions were were given the choice. It's like we either all stay together, or you're allowed to leave and become your own. Pull thing. some Quebec shit. Eritrea left. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, you speak you both is Ethiopian and Eritrean the same language? 
Well, they speak uh, Tigray over there. So it's like a different dialect. We speak uh, Amharic. Oh, these are just dialects. Yeah. But you understand what they're saying for the <clears throat> most part? Man, I'm fucking... My throat's dry. It's not... That's not a good look, bro. It's not... Yo, it's... Uh... <laughs> you want some? Like, I feel... I don't feel... Like, my throat's not hurting or anything. It's just yeah. dry. You want some mango juice? I got some right there. Right yes, there. please. Yeah, I love okay. a mango juice. No, I, I was asking. Um, See, now I am feeling. Can you speak? Uh, can you understand? Or I can understand more than I can speak, but even then, I'm just, I'm an awful. I'm saying, fucking, but I'm saying like. I'm awful fucking, no. Can an Ethiopian person go into Eritrea and be fine language-wise? I mean, if you speak. Tigray, if you speak yeah. fluent. Uh, uh, you should be able to get by. Even if, if you speak Amharic, like, you should be able to get by, but the, there it is different enough. Mm, fuck. It's crazy out there, bro. I have you have you ever been there? Have you ever been back? No, man. man. I'm, I'm actually very upset about that. Yeah, but whatever, bro. Look, no, you gotta I've go been, back, bro. Was, Nipsey Hustle, bro. Yo, There's actually, pictures of him. The last couple, back. the last couple years, like my mom's the last like four years, my mom's really been pushing for it. But I've been steadily progressing in comedy. I moved out to Toronto, and I'm like, I can't move right, or I can't, because I want to go. Like, if I'm going, I'm going for a minimum a month, but I'd like to go for two. You're gonna go, I guarantee it. Yeah. So you know when I see you doing it, once you drop your first album or special, just after that, just disappear. not even like to disappear, out. but to start getting that cultural influence and inspiration yeah, really for the next album. I bro. promise you, you come back in the dashiki talking about my brother. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually definitely have an idea to at some point um, do something balancing like Ethiopia and Greece, and just like the nice duality that is. That whole existence, my whole existence, I guess, just being fully Ethiopian and born in Greece. It's a nice setup you got, man. Thank you so much. Damn, nigga, you I'm gave me mango it. juice. That's what it is. All right, I, man. I That's feel, some I of feel that spoiled, bro. Twenty-five percent pulp shit too. Not some of that bullshit. Fifteen percent pulp. You got this from the Arab store? No, nah, I got that from No Frills. <laughs> One sixty-nine, bro. I'm living. I waited in yeah, line long for that. You That's know? the line I waited in. Too, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yo, I'm getting. I bought three of those too. I'm not trying to go back in line anytime soon. I appreciate you, man. When you go, when you go out to Ethiopia, you'll uh, you, there's this little thing that is annoying, but like that's. It's it's almost like hazing, cultural hazing. You're gonna come by. You're gonna be Canada boy when. Oh, you of go course. <laughs> yeah. My mom. That, my mom grew up there, and she went back. And and they call they're it like, Canada yo, you're girl. you're an yeah. immigrant. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, they love keep, hating on that, bro. But see the infighting, bro. It's like <laughs> I am one of you. I just like you know, bro. They love that, man. You, you can't Sudan, win. I got you, that all the time, bro. You can't it's win so annoying. Way. And what's annoying is when your language is not that good, because then you kind of come off retarded. <laughs> when you when you lose that like, and you were born there, like I was born there. I was I I, I didn't come to Canada until I was six, and my Arabic is fucked. So it's like just kind of embarrassing to talk to another adult and like with broken, because it's not like I can switch to English and be like, look at how prolific I am with this shit. You know, you <laughs> know? Been, I just I've been look, putting in work over I, here, yeah, motherfucker. Exactly right. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing my reps on this side, man. Right? I got Webster's right here. Say bro. it with me, aluminum. Yeah, right. <laughs> aluminum. Can I remind you what niggas can do with aluminum? All right, they bought oh, some shit. yellow cake. Did you watch that? Did you yeah. see Black Bush? I, no, I haven't seen that. That's oh, still Black my, Bush was one of my favorite. That's ones. one of my favorite sketches, yeah. man. That's way, that sketch is way ahead. Chappelle show Black Bush. If you're not following, the nigga bought some. Uh, we yellow bought cake. some yellow cake. You went to Africa we, and bought some yellow cake. Okay. Don't drop that shit. <laughs> I love that dude. For the love of God, the don't. fucking do rag and he just got actual yellow cake. 
Dude, I love how many artists that that's something that I really want to do in my own career. Mm. From the get-go, I've I've appreciated that about Chappelle so much. The way he combines music and comedy. Same. The way he brings those two industries together, like it's never before seen. No one else. Did really you watch does his that. Kennedy Sir Honors on Netflix? They released it on Netflix the other day. Oh shit. Why did that click like that? What? It's, keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do, do, do. It just sounded like it was way better now. I wonder if it was shit before. But yeah, of course I've seen it, man. I've seen I, I saw his Twain oh. special a bunch of times and I just watched the the Netflix the whole thing. The Kennedy Center Honors? Yeah, the the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, the whole hour and a half thing about him and at you, the club before. And I saw you posted that. That was so sick. He had messages directly to young comedians. And that bro, was the best. It's like not all of you are gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like and I'm back at home holding up my mango juice. I'm like, amen hey, to that. Amen, hey, <laughs> nigga. I mean, yo, at least he's honest. Yeah, you know right. Mean? This is a lot like a lot of us are but we all need to be running around with the idea that like but all of our version of it is different. Yeah. You know? I just want to be eating, you know? I want to be eating. I don't want to I don't want to get to a place where I can I I can have a draw to perform internationally mm. and I just don't have to think about money anymore. You know, up until this You're point in my life. Money. No, even no, no, even you those don't. niggas right now. Well, I mean, okay. Not from, this, I'm talking, talking about meeting from, your basic needs. Yo, that's very fair. You know, but I mean, you see how artists now are like all worried and shit because all their income comes from touring and like, I'm like, yo, can you, can you fall back for a second, please? You got millions in your bank account yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, chill, you chill, know? chill. But I'm talking about that basic, okay, what am I going to do for groceries, paying the car, paying the rent? That basic, I just want that gone. That basic stress of finances. And I had that gone for about three years when I was doing corporate in the States. Yeah. But I reintroduced it with uh, jumping into comedy. Of course. Of course. But like, I mean, it's yo, just a better life. Comedy is a money pit. But I mean, if you're really passionate about something, you got to take, not necessarily the lumps. I, I don't even want to say that because that has like a certain weight to it. But I mean, you just kind of got to ride it out and believe in yourself. You have to. You have to. If you do it for money, if you do it for money, that's a guaranteed way you're not going to make it you know what i mean yeah. like you're not gonna survive if you're doing this for money there's it's way too many years and too many hours of zero money for you to be like yeah but next year though you know i mean unless you have the support system in place to where but money isn't a thing to you already the way there's a few of those too there's a few people that come from money that go into comedy and stuff you know who's come from money and gone into comedy i'm not naming oh you're talking about toronto scene no not just in general i mean well, everywhere names. are they like have they made it are they everywhere. big names no, but I mean, all there's people like there's people that are doing all right, like know? Bill Burr. Dave Chappelle said that he grew up he grew up just well enough to be poor around white people. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. His mom was a educator, and his dad. That's did kind something. of the life I. Grew so up. he was okay. Yeah. That's literally the life I existed. I mean, my dad drove a cab, and we had six kids, but it was like we ate. Was, I never went to sleep hungry. Your dad drove a cab. Mine too. Yeah. It's almost like they're African in Canada. D did he actually? For sure. Did you ever sit in the car and press accept on a trip and then yeah, go inside sure. and tell him? I remember that screen. Yeah. yeah. I remember that screen, the little green screen. Yeah, yeah. And then my dad, me and my dad's deal, I'd take a loony from the little, he had a Tim Hortons uh, cup that had loose change yeah, in it. Yeah, all his tips All of them shit. had that, yeah. All the tips, Take that loony bro. and go back inside. That oh, shit. London too. London, yeah, bro. Cause me too, nigga. They probably knew each other, bro. About town or Unita? Oh, Unita, bro. Unita. About town is oh, the, oh, Arabs. the blue, right? No, the black was. Uh, About town was black. Unita was, was blue. Black. I think Unita was blue. The black one. Unita all black. the all the Sudanese drove the black Unita, and About town, I think the blue was like what the Arabs r rode with. 
I just heard that click too. Yeah, I, I don't know what all these clicks are. Uh, don't be touching on this mic. <laughs> don't be touching on this mic. But yeah, that's that's hilarious. But we literally grew up. Like I know same the life experience. that you grew up living yeah. because I grew up the same experience. What neighborhood did you grow up in? Uh, I grew up around. Uh, you know where Limberlost is? Yeah, I, I grew up, up in Limberlost. Yo, my best friend grew up in Limberlost. What was he from? Uh, he, where is he from? He's yeah. from El Salvador. El Salvador. What's his name? Henry. Henry what? Alice. I don't know. He's actually the nigga that makes the beats for my uh, for my podcast. Oh no way! Like we're still working together. I got my so. boy from El Salvador, Kevin. Who's are you fucking serious right now? No, Kevin he, from El Salvador. From El Salvador, <laughs> yeah. He, he was so got, from El Salvador. So we got so we got Spanish producers. Yeah, it's all immigrants and refugees. We both grew up in Canada. Limberlas. I mean, bro. in yeah. London. In London, we're both Africans that came here. I came here when I was six. I came here when I was six too. <laughs> I thought you were I came born from here. Greece, though. No, yeah, yeah you Greece. came from Greece. Yeah, but I'm like, but I'm still like, this is the Antetokounmpo effect. Do you have a? Uh, do you have Greek papers? Yeah, yeah. I have a birthright European Union. Oh, so what is that? Which would have been amazing for what comedy until you? fucking the UK. Yeah, it'll. Oh, it'll come and go. Oh, you're talking about the, the out Brexit of the EU now? Yeah. So, uh, fuck. so I don't know. Like, I don't think my EU papers like it doesn't matter now. I'd have to apply specifically for the UK now, which. You think that's I mean, bullshit, bro? I had a green card to the States for 10 years, and my dad never paid the taxes on it, so I had to forfeit it. I had a green card to the States, which would let me just go to New York and do comedy, do anything for comedy, but I had to forfeit it. You had to. You couldn't just pay Every year, thing. the United States gives something called a visa lottery, where it's like they'll give 55,000 families or something in the yeah, world. a green card. A green card to kind of fix the numbers of their demographics. Like like if they're low on Senegal or Sierra Leone but they just or whatever Trump people. just changed that, didn't he? It's still the same. Oh, for uh, real? Yeah. So we got it. But some countries have been like blacklisted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Sudan is still like – and Sudan was one of the seven banned countries and we're still like – we can still get it, you know? Huh. So I've been applying. We got it a long time ago. And my dad just, we lived in Canada. My dad never paid the taxes on it. So when I moved to the States in 2014 to do engineering, yeah, and I got a TN visa, like a visa that lets me live there temporarily and to do work. engineering. Yeah. yeah, They're like, uh, our system shows you have a green card. And so I had to forfeit it legally to be able to get the TN. You couldn't just be like, I don't want the TN, give me the green card? No, because the TN, the green card was expired. We got the green card in 1999. Oh. And this, in 2009, it was 10 years. It expired. And this was 2014. There was five years of it not being updated or anything like that. Huh. Yeah. So they're like, no, nah, you're fucked, buddy. So could you just have get the paid the taxes and like That was it? not even an option. It was it five years. Option. It was five years expired. And like- you know what I mean? Damn. It was like, yeah. So, so but like, well, I apply still now till this day. I, every year I apply for that same visa lottery. Through Sudan? Yeah, because I'm born in Sudan. It it's based on your birth country, not where you have. Born in Sudan with a Canadian citizenship is like pretty good. Like that's like a pretty good situation of applying for this thing. I forget how it works, but it's all based on the birth country. So, but I'm Ethiopian. But I was you'd born be, in Greece. Yeah, you'd be you'd so you'd fall into the Greek category. I think that's so funny because yeah. technically, if I fill out a form, I have to say I'm black. Like, I yeah, have to say see, I'm those, African. <laughs> yo, dude, one time in the states, I filled out a form, and the I swear to God, the cultural section had two <laughs> had two options. It was either Hispanic or non-Hispanic. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I'm like holy fuck. That's Hispanic amazing. or non-Hispanic. That's all they want to know. I'm like fuck, dude. What the 
This is like some prejudice shit Mexican right here. Right some bigotry side, right here, yeah. We only take a Mexican. You a senora? Hmm? Senor. No? All right, come on in. Si, senor. Si. Yo, you been eating good? Yeah, actually. Pretty good, Surprisingly, man. Surprisingly, A lot like, of salads, stay healthy, yeah. you know. I've been, uh, I've been eating, I think, better now than I was because I have so much time. Same. It was like, let's I'm cook. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm cooking. Like, you know? Uh, I'm probably going to go home, make some salmon with some, mash up some potatoes and... Some asparagus and carrots and... You know, my girl's been here, so... And she's vegan, so she's been cooking vegan dishes, bro. And oh, so like, you're eating really healthy. Yeah, and, I, and I've been eating a lot of that stuff, but, man, it's annoying with vegan because it's like... There's such basic things you don't even think about. Yeah, but you, you know? got Sudanese spices, so you could spice that shit up. Yeah, 100%, but it's like... What it's are y'all so, eating it's like, tofu? It's like you need vegetable broth, you know, to start shit. It's like, yo, we got chicken broth, man. Can we just make it with chicken broth? It's just the broth. Well, there's chicken in it. Like, yeah, it's but it's just the broth, though. <laughs> it's flavoring, you know? And it's like, no, we need that. It's like, okay, can we use fucking butter? No, we got to go get sesame oil and like specific shit. That's kind of annoying, and it ends up being like 80% as good as if you just did it with the normal shit. That's too funny. But she makes it also. I mean, I'm not complaining, right? Yo. But I, yeah, I'm eating fucking healthy, bro. But I'm just trying to keep sane, man. Been going on walks more than I've ever walked in my life before. Ever. Try and try, I've been doing hour walks, but not, not too many people are on the Out fucking sidewalks. So it's nice. I've been using my bike more. Yeah, if I had a bike, I'd be biking for sure. Yeah. Actually, I might buy a bike. Yeah, yo. I, I mean, it's going to be clutch it's now. It's a time of year. Yeah. It's gonna, it's, yeah, exactly. And you want to go different places. Like, you don't want to just hit up no frills and shit. Maybe hit up a different store. Like it, yeah, I've been using Chinese grocers like a motherfucker. You know? Yeah, like a no one goes there for exactly. some reason. Everyone's afraid. Everyone's going to the big, big grocery. Yeah. Store. Well, you can get way more. Like you can't get chicken and meat on most of these places. Chicken and beef. But you get your groceries and eggs. Yeah. I can get my eggs and yeah. my produce and stuff. That's what I do. What I'm trying to figure out is what the low time for these fucking lines is. Because every time I go, they're always reaching the main street. Like they're so long. I'm like for the no twenty frills, minutes I pretty much figured that like just go right when it opens because that's when the shortest is gonna be. Yeah. Is there a line before it opens too? Usually there's a line now. A little bit like a couple yeah. people. I mean the line that I see is the longest is the liquor store. People are there right for when sure. They, like right when they open. It's funny how they you know I was in the weed store two days ago and right before we wrapped up the transaction, the the one security dude comes in at cafe on Bloor. Yeah. He's like, All right, cops are coming, five minutes, cops are coming. I'm like, What the fuck? I thought this shit was legal now. And he goes, No, this just got deemed a non essential business. So wrap this shit up and get out of here or else we're all going to get ticketed. And it's funny how alcohol is like, it, no one is even questioning that alcohol is an essential I business. actually wrote that down the other day. What? I wrote that down the other day, like a joke premise. It's um. No one is questioning that alcohol. It's because all those politicians' wives need that wine. So it's like that. that. The dependency is real for liquor. Okay, so is it that's what it is? It's like we can't just cut this out because so many people are dependent <clears throat> well, I mean, on the it. The dependency on, on weed I don't think is real. But is that what it That's is? That's more of like a we don't want a mental addiction as opposed to a physical. There is no physical. There's no link to physical addiction with marijuana. But still, I mean, is it a dependency thing? Like we can't cut this off because uh, well, because there are people who are actually dependent on it. Like when you become an alcoholic, yeah, like you're, you, you could die without the, it. Yeah, the withdrawal becomes real. Like you could actually go into cardiac arrest. There's a lot of things. And what about mentally unstable people and all that shit who like are literally? I mean, as sad as it is, but there are people who. They like medicate with yeah. alcohol, pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, I heard that and it made sense. But I guess but so. that is literally the government admitting that hey, like we this, know about the evil of yeah, this shit. But we we can't stop. Yeah. Like, okay. The ball's rolling. We can't stop this shit. Yeah. I'm uh. Oh. 
Hungry, my guy. Yeah, man. Let's wrap this up, man. Tell the people how to find you. Oh Let's shit! Land this shit, well, bro. I mean, fuck, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in my. House I'm gonna be, yeah, yeah. While. Tell the people where to find you, Black uh, Zeus. Where you at? AKA Black Zeus. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that good shit. I have a podcast every Wednesday. Black Zeus the podcast. Check it out. Uh, Spotify, Google, iTunes, with and, uh, uh, run by Patrick. Shows. With Patrick, yeah. Uh, if you, you listen still, to the early episodes of my show, out of the studio. I told him to come do an episode, but he doesn't like to be in front of the camera. Yeah, he's like he likes to be behind the scenes. That's a recluse guy. But yeah, man, I'm like come come do an he's episode. He's clutch bro. though, man. That yeah, guy's that guy's a fucking clutch. wealth of knowledge. Yeah, that yeah. he's a fountain of yeah, uh, like uh, that's the word, bro. not wealth of knowledge. He's a fountain <laughs> of knowledge, man. That guy knows everything about everything and can find what you're looking for in two seconds. I and he knows that. it all off the top, it's mostly. Wild, and he says it, he almost repeats it like how it's written on Wikipedia. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, the Mongols, they, and he always comes in with extra hard sound, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they actually uh, cut in on uh, 1957, they were decided that. It's like, damn, man, this guy knows the dates too. But yeah, on my end, uh, if you're listening on uh, Apple, Hit that uh, five stars, you know, leave a comment, share it, tell your people about the immigrant section. That's the only way it grows on Spotify. Hit that follow or whatever that button is. Tell people about the section. Uh, I will be nowhere. Check out. I'm trying to drop daily videos on Instagram and TikTok and all that shit. Just stupid shit. Check it out. Enjoy it. Leave a comment. Or don't. It's up to you, right? <laughs> Either way, we are quarantined and waiting for shit to go back to normal. I appreciate y'all for listening. As always, peace. Peace.